Good morning. Today is December 8th. We are walking through the season of Advent together. My name is Matt Leroy, and this is your wake-up call. Today's entry is entitled, Blessed is the Peacemaker. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war any more. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Consider this. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. Isaiah's invitation to ascend the mountain is an invitation to experience the presence of God. Throughout the scripture narrative, the mountain is symbolic of the meeting place with God. Moses and Elijah, pillars of the law and prophets, both have mountaintop encounters where the divine glory is revealed. But in the miracle of the incarnation, the mountain of the Lord has come down to us. The presence himself has made his dwelling among us, not descending in fire and cloud, but in flesh and blood. And the arrival of his presence will bring the arrival of peace. Blessed is the peacemaker, Isaiah encourages us, for he will embrace enemies and call them the children of God. He sees a coming revolution where weapons of destruction will become tools of cultivation, from equipment designed to take lives to equipment designed to sustain and nurture life. Warriors transformed into farmers. What is hidden here is that this is a reversal of what was a common scene in the ancient world. When your home or village or nation was attacked, everyone became a warrior, and everyday tools formed a makeshift arsenal. When war came to your land, the farmers became fighters, reaching for every blade and sharp edge to be used as sword or spear or defend their tribes and homes. But Isaiah foresees that when this Prince of Peace arrives among us, warriors are reversed into farmers and swords into plows. When his conquest rolls in, perfect love drives out fear and battle morphs into healing. This is a grand vision of an ultimate and final peace. But the healing and peace starts in the immediate, here and now, first with God and then with others, all by Christ. And how far will that peace spread? To the most difficult places of all. 
not only in an abstract, universal sense, but into our own broken relationships, families, and homes, which often feel like the most war-torn of territories. It's interesting that this passage from Isaiah builds to this invitation. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The name Jacob alone reminds us of a broken family history, not only enemies across boundary lines, but within bloodlines. Retrace the line and remember that Jacob's story begins with Abraham, the father of Isaac and Ishmael, two brothers who became enemies. Isaac has twin sons, Esau and Jacob, who become enemies. Jacob has 12 sons, with 11 turning against Joseph in betrayal. These 12 sons become the 12 tribes of Israel, who will later divide into two separate kingdoms. Jesus even tells his most memorable story by beginning with the words, There once was a father who had two sons. Out of their division, God brings peace to the world. And through Jesus, the Father shows that He desires to restore the Isaacs and Ishmaels to each other and to Himself. From the time of Cain and Abel, sin has been turning family into enemies. But the Prince of Peace has come to turn enemies into family. Today's questions. What relationships need healing in the here and now? How can you become a peacemaker in that place? Our prayer, peacemaker, bring your reign of peace to our broken places. A quick additional word about today's entry. As you know, these daily readings are drawn from an Advent book written well before this Advent season. And an entry like today's strikes me at first reading as out of touch and almost insensitive to the reality of the world that we find ourselves in. That's my confession today. I could not foresee the tragedies that we have all witnessed. And if I did, I probably would not have written these words in this same way. The Holy Spirit, however who inspired Isaiah's writing centuries upon centuries ago, certainly could. And unlike me, the Holy Spirit is not quick to temper words of hope against the impossible backdrop of reality. No, the one who inspired Isaiah's writing knew all too well what the world is capable of, but he wants us to know what he is capable of. Even then, and even now. And so, he writes it straight, and as foolish as it may seem, we believe it anyway. Not because we are insensitive to the tragedy, no, our hearts are crushed by it, but because this radical vision was designed for days like these, when it is needed most. And so, we believe it, and we open ourselves to become a part of it. For The Wake Up Call, this is Matt Leroy. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. 
Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.